What's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. Welcome to Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up. The Mets fire Buck one year after winning manager of the year. Zach Wilson plays his best game as a Jet, but still makes a catastrophic turnover late to cost them a win. The Giants and Seahawks on Monday Night Football tonight for MetLife. Why this is a must-win for Big Blue. And Tim Wakefield passes away at the age of 57. All that and more coming up next on Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm Bob Walters. Thank you for tuning in, as always, inside the Brian Gunsel Studios here. Um, Giants, Seahawks tonight, MetLife Stadium, Monday Night Football. Um, big big game for the Giants. Big game for the Seahawks, but a, a bigger game for the Giants. I think they have to win tonight. We're going to go over all that. Uh, let's start with the baseball season ending yesterday. Uh, disaster one here, for the Mets at least, probably arguably their most disappointing season in franchise history. Uh, They won, I don't know how many games they won, it's either 74 or 75 because Major League Baseball has not made a determination on the suspended game with the Marlins that doesn't need to be played today. So I don't know if they're going to give them a win, a Mets win, a Marlins loss. That would make the Mets 75 wins uh, or if they're just going to scrap it and it doesn't count. Who knows? So they have yet to make a decision. They will. It doesn't matter. 74, 75 wins. Either way, highly disappointing. A disaster as far as the expectations go coming into this season. And it cost uh, their, their manager, Buck Showalter, his job. And anybody, and the Mets are trying to portray this as a, a parting of ways, a, a, a resignation. Here's what happened. You've, if you saw the press conference, you saw that it was not. A mutual parting of ways. He wanted to manage. He, st- he still wants to manage. He got emotional in the press conference. He was fired. <clears throat> was it deserving? You could argue either way. Was he the reason that they only won 75 games? No. But he was part of it. And you know what? He's the manager and that's what happens. And it's probably going to cost him. It's probably going to be his last job. I-, I can't see Buck getting another job. I mean, you never know. He still can manage. You don't need to be, you know, in great shape. We saw managers much older than him. We saw Dusty Baker just a couple of years ago win a World Series, and he was—he had to be like in his eighties, right? So, you know, it's it's disappointing, and and once again back to square one for the Mets. Every couple of years, I feel like we do this every couple of years. A new manager on for the Mets. Uh, Terry Collins is the last manager that they've had that had any kind of length. In his stay. And Terry Collins was good. He took him to the World Series. After that was uh, Mickey Calloway. Mickey Calloway had a winning season. Then he had another. He got fired after a winning season. But he had a winning season where they were in first place. And they collapsed down the stretch. And then he had other issues, of course, with the uh, sexual harassment and whatnot. And then they had... Carlos Beltran, who never managed a game, but he was the manager for a, a month or so in, during the winter. And now we have Buck Showalter, and he last uh, he wins manager of the year last year. He gets 
101 wins. They go to the playoffs. They, Of course, we all know what happened in the three games in the playoffs. And then this year was just, it was it was a disaster from the start, from the get-go. The season really never got got off the ground. You had the, the, the disastrous injury to the closer before the game, before the season even started. And that's just kind of, it just kind of snowballed from there. The team never really got it together. They never really gelled as a team. And they end up with 74 wins, third place in the NL East, and now the search for a new manager. The fact that they have a new president coming in, head of baseball operations, and Stearns is coming in, you know, and it's anybody's guess who the manager is going to be. You hear the, the same names that we've always heard, minus Buck Walter. You hear Wally Backman. Um, you, you hear Beltran again. Give Beltran another shot. I, I, I don't. I don't think either one of them. That I wouldn't want either one of them. To be honest with you, but and I don't really know who I want. But it's the same thing with this team every year, every couple of years, new manager. And now the Yankees are just the opposite. Okay, they. Seem to be keep. I think they're going to keep Boone. I told you last week that I thought they were going to keep Boone. It's going to be Boone and Cashman. Same story. The 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 fans will bitch and moan for a couple of days, and then they'll, they'll forget about it. And the Yankees will sign a free agent, and they'll be the fans will be asking off for the parade in early spring. They'll be asking off for the parade in the next November, and it's just an endless cycle with the Yankees. Yankees, of course, they won a, a couple of the games down the stretch, and that that extended their uh, longest winning stretch of winning seasons to 31 years. 31 years since the Yankees have had a losing season. Um, the second longest stretch—that is the second longest stretch—only to the Yankees back in the 20s, 20s and the 30s, and the 40s and the 50s. Oh, you know, however long they went. Stupid Yankees. So they did win, and I said that I said if I if they finished over five hundred, I thought uh, Boone stays. I thought if they finished under five hundred, Boone goes. They finished over five hundred, he stays. <clears throat> so that that's what's going on there, and you know now now let's see now get get it done with Alonzo. You know they got a lot of work to do. The Mets have no pitching. They have Kodai Senga, who was brilliant in the second half, really impressed. Probably will win Rookie of the Year. If not, he'll finish second, and he should get a number of Cy Young Award votes. He won't win the Cy Young, but he will get a number of votes. And listen, he was he was he was great. He was the, basically the the only consistent thing on this team the entire year. You can argue Nimmo was consistent, but he got hurt late. You had McNeil get hurt late. He went out. Um, it just it. The, the season never got off the ground for the Mets. And as far as the Yankees goes, the injuries killed them and, and these large contracts. You got Stanton batting like 160, making 30, 30 whatever million dollars. You got Judge, who they just gave the 10-year contract to, just off the bat, first year, out, two months. And that's when the season went south. Judge went down in the middle of the year. The Yankees were, were right there playing well, and the whole thing just went south. During those two months after he ran through the wall out in LA. So, you know, we got, listen, it's going to be, we're going to get a, the Mets are going to get a new president of the, of the organization of the franchise. Of course, Stearns is introduced as 
the head of baseball operations. He's going to be in charge of everything baseball. He's going to be the, the, the buck stops with him. The president is going to be more on the financial side, so you're not going to, he's not going to really be the, the, the baseball guy. Stearns is now the baseball guy. And this is what uh, Uncle Steve wanted to do when he came in the whole time. And, and as we see, he is not somebody who is good at picking general managers. He's been here, what, three years? He's run through three or four general managers. So, listen, he, and, and he's smart enough to know that he shouldn't be doing it. Because what he did this year is he tried to buy the World Series couldn't do it. He tried to buy the championship to fulfill his five-year prophecy or whatever, which is now, okay, so now he takes a step back. He, he, he spent a whole t- a whole lot of money beefing up this, this farm system. They're now two years away, but you got to feel the team for next year. And we'll see if, if he's going to go and throw the money at everybody again, or if he's going to be able to contain himself. Kind of not, not punt on next year because they'll be an okay team, but but don't don't you know don't bite the apple and, and go all in next year. You could have a team look at the look at the Diamondbacks. Look at uh, you know the, the Mets are like the Diamondbacks, kind of a year away. Hopefully that's what the Mets will be next year, just like the Arizona Diamondbacks this year. A year away, contending, made the playoffs, got their way in, and now they're playing a game tomorrow night. Um. Not going to go over the, the the whole playoff thing right now. We'll do that tomorrow. We got Mark Mancini. We'll, we'll take care of the, the preview for everything tomorrow. I don't have too much time today. Heading over to MetLife for the Giant game in a little while. But let's uh, before we talk about the Giants tonight, as they close out week four of the NFL season, uh, a pretty wild week to be honest with you. Some crazy comebacks. Uh, the Cowboys. The Cowboys are back right now. They blow out. Uh, New England 38-3 and then we get last night and it's the Jets and it's the Chiefs and you just assume it's going to be you know a, a, a run a run over by Kansas City and if you assume that you were dead wrong Taylor Swift in the house and Pat, uh, Mahomes had himself one of the worst quarters of his career in the second quarter and Zach Wilson Zach Wilson hand down had the best game he's played as a pro he was he was he was confident. He was running with the ball. He was throwing the ball downfield. It wasn't all checkdowns. He was throwing it with authority. He was hitting the spots. He was moving the team down the field. He had that the best drive he's had it, that I've ever seen him play. Opening up the second half, he was five for five, seventy something yards, right down, bing bang boom, into the end zone, tied the game. The place was rocking. The defense came out, got a three and out right after that. Once again, though, the Jets dropped some interceptions. The Jets defense, they, they got they got to catch these balls that are right in their numbers. You, you're a good D-back. You got to catch. I understand that's why they're not receivers. That's the joke. That's why he's a DB and, you know, he can't catch. You got to catch these balls. They had a pick six that hit the, the ground in Dallas. They had a couple last night. I mean, right in their arms. I mean, hit them right in the numbers. You can't give people like Patrick Mahomes a second chance. And then the Jets' defense holds. They get the ball back. Jets are moving the ball. And Zach Wilson fumbles the snap. With seven minutes to go, it's recovered by Kansas City, and the Jets never see the ball again. And that, and that's what happened. You know, you could say all you want that Zach Wilson played great, and he did. And if you watched till the end of the game, you could see Mahomes, when he, when he went over to say, you know, good game, 
He pulled him in and he said, play like this every week. But he's still the reason they lost. He fumbled the snap. Kansas City got the ball. Seven minutes left. The Jets never saw the ball again. And there was some controversial stuff going on in that last Kansas City drive. There was the Jets interception that was called back due to the defensive holding. It was defensive holding. Was it borderline? It was borderline, but it was defensive holding. It, it was not, you know, a, a, a phantom call. There was, uh, you know, just, just little mistakes, little mistakes. And, you, and you're not going to beat a team like Kansas City when you're the Jets if you make any mistakes. And the turnover killed them. But, and to me, uh, my thoughts on it are is this is probably the worst thing that could happen. Because now everyone's going to believe in Zach Wilson. And I don't think that quarterback we saw last night is who Zach Wilson really is. He might not be as bad as he was as the, the quarterback we saw the week before in New England against New England. But I think he's closer to the New England quarterback that we saw last week than he is to the one we saw last night. And now this buys him some time and the Jets don't have time. They're now one and three because there's, you know, there's no moral victories in the NFL. It's not one win, two losses and three moral victories. That's not in the standings. You have wins and losses. And the bottom line is they lost last night. They're now one and three. And the Bills look good. And the Patriots beat them. And the Dolphins are, despite the loss, are an excellent team. So they're one and three. They're in big trouble. They're heading now to Denver in a game that they're going to have to win. And Denver's not an easy place to go in and play. And then they got the, the Eagles, the best team probably, or the second best team, depending on who you talk to in the NFC coming up in two weeks. You could very easily find yourself one and five and playing out the string. Your best bet is probably two and four and just, you know, hope for the best. But as far as last night, listen, Zach Wilson was great. He played his best game. I don't think that's Zach Wilson. I don't know who that was, but... I mean, come on, just look at, just look at, we've seen him now, what? All of last year, some of the year before, and a couple games this year. He has had maybe two or three good games. Now, it's ironic that his best games as a pro have come against New England and Tom Brady, and now against Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, but we've seen about 20 games that are closer to the game we saw two weeks ago. So just, just that's how that's how I look at it. He's not your quarterback of the future. Last night does not convince me. Good for him. It was something that he needed. It gave, it was going to give him confidence. It's going to buy him a couple weeks. It's going to save him for from you know the crowd looking to, to to hunt him down and string him up because if that was forty nothing last night, that's what was going to happen. It was going to get ugly fast. And and Kansas City didn't play well. Mahomes had like no yards in the second quarter. He should have been picked a couple times. He was picked, but it should have been a couple more. So it took for the the Jets to come that close to winning, to even be in the game. It took Kansas City to play a bad game. Mahomes not to be great, to be just good enough. And for the Jets and Zach Wilson to play his best game as a pro, and they still lost. So that that's 
That's the story with the Jets. They go to Denver next week. You got the old Nathaniel Hackett. And, and Nathaniel Hackett called a decent game last night. I always give him credit. Right? We kill him all the time for his play calling. He's terrible. He's only there because of Rodgers. He was all right. That was a decent game plan he went into the game with. He let, he let Zach Wilson throw it downfield. And he made some good throws. Some good throws into some tight spots down the field. And he did what, like what Brett had said that he wanted him to do. Just throw it up. He got good receivers, right? Nobody's open in the NFL. Throw it up. Let him go make a play. And they did. And hey, you know, you got yourself a, a good game last night. If you, if you watched it, you know, it was, you earned it. If, if, if you watched the game last week, you were owed a good game to watch if you watched the Jets game against, against New England the, game, the week before. So they owed you at least that much, and you got that. And then tonight, we got the Giants and Geno Smith and Pete Carroll, old friends of New York, old Jet players and coaches. And they are in MetLife. They are 2-1. and one. They are a two-point favorite going into the game against the Giants. This is a game the Giants have to win. Okay, they're going to be without Anthony Thomas. He's out. Big loss to the Giants. Barkley, Barkley's not playing. They could say questionable all they want. Barkley's not playing tonight. Daniel Jones is going to have to use his legs, but I don't want to see him run first. You got to get the ball down the field. You got to get the ball down the field. They're going to have to have a big game from the, the two corners, and we're going to need some blitzes and timely blitzes, and you're going to have to contain Geno Smith because he can run. We know, we all know Geno Smith around here. He can run. And if he gets outside the pocket, he can make things happen. And Geno Smith has turned into, is a completely different player than the one that, that we know as the, as the Jet quarterback. And you know Pete Carroll's going to have the team ready. Giants have had a long time since that last game. A week, uh, it's like, what, 10, 11 days. You got uh, Seattle traveling completely across the country. It's a night game. This is a game they have to win. You have to win these home games. If you're the, if you, if you're the Giants, you have to win these winnable games. I wouldn't say this is necessarily a game the Giants should win because the teams are pretty evenly matched. But if the Giants are going to do anything this year in a good NFC East, in a good, you know, in a, not as good as the AFC, but it's a good NFC, they're going to need to win games like this. They're going to need to win games like this, the games they're supposed to win, and steal a couple games that they shouldn't win if they want to go and return to the playoffs like they did last year. And they play the AFC East, so they're going to play the Bills. They're going to play the Dolphins. Those are not going to be easy games. They get the Jets in, in a couple weeks. That's not going to be as easy as you think. I mean, obviously, looking at the, the Jets are a better team probably than the Giants. But let's see if, if Wink can dial up some blitzes tonight. Keep containment on Geno Smith. Don't let him run all over the place and... and, and Throw it downfield because you got these two rookie corners who are out on an island who have not played well, who people are now watching and targeting because they've not played well. Teams are going to say we could go after them, we could get, we could go after them on single coverage. They can't cover us. Well, if Wink's going to blitz and he's going to leave him out there, then you're going to need them to cover tonight. Otherwise, you're just going to get burned by Geno Smith and you're going to get burned by the Blitz, which the Giants have not done very much of this year, which I don't, I don't know why. 
It was like their bread and butter last year. Brilliant blitzes. Brilliant timing on the blitzes. Great schemed on the blitzes. And then this year, nothing. Thibodeau is another one. He's been MIA. And you could sit here and tell me, oh, he's getting double teamed. He's getting triple teamed. You know what? He came into this league as a top pick, as a great player, the supposed, a supposed great player. You double team great players. If you double team, triple team, you find a way. You find a way to get to the ball. You make tackles. You make plays. You wreck the game. Thibodeau's yet to do that this year. So we're going to need a big game from him as well. Both offensive lines are banged up. Giants obviously missing Thomas. The Seahawks are missing people on their offensive line. It should be a low-scoring game. We'll see. Come out of here with a win. Go in and win a ball game. That's it. Get yourself the two and two. Because at one and three, it doesn't look good, and it's not easy to make the playoffs from one and three. The percentages go right down. It's not as bad as zero and three, but it's not good. Two and two, you're right in the thick of it. The NFL Sunday yesterday, uh, around the league real quick. The Bears, the Bears. Oh, the Bears, the Bears. I would fire the coach. The the coaching in the NFL this year has just been atrocious. Some of the decisions that are being made, you could tell that it's the generation that grew up playing Madden. Okay, you you got last week the Chargers going for it on fourth and one on their own 15-yard line in a tie gate, or up three points, or up four points, with like a minute left, and they got lucky. Because Kirk Cousins threw a pick in the end zone, they got lucky to survive that because they didn't get the fourth down. Yesterday, you got the Bears, tie game, in field goal range, minute, uh, just over a minute to go, fourth down, and he says, let's go for it. What are you doing? Of course, they get stopped right down the field. And they lose on a, on a field goal with the gun. Like, what are you doing? These are things you do in Madden. And it's the Madden generation that's now... Co- it's it's uh, You're just pulling your hair out watching some of these games when these, when these coaches are making decisions like this. You're like, what are you doing? These are like fireable decisions. Like, fourth and one on, your, <laughs> on the 10-yard line, on your own 10-yard line, you go for it. That's like... That's not even done in Madden. You do that in Madden, you're like, oh, what an idiot. I'm playing an idiot. These guys are doing it in the NFL. And like I said, the Chargers got away with it. The Bears did not. And of course the Bears didn't. You know, nothing nothing is going right for the Bears this year. Then you got the Colts, who came back from 23-0 down. The Colts were down 23-0 third quarter, they come all the way back. Tie to 23, losing overtime on a great throw by Matthew Stafford, a touchdown, they lose 29-23 to the Rams. And that's, you know, the Colts are not a very good team, but they, oh, that's a crushing loss. A crushing loss. Elsewhere around the league, the Cowboys, the Cowboys just blow the doors off the Patriots, 38-3. to And you know, nothing really to say there. The Cowboys are a good team. The Cardinals, you know, they're, they're going to now start playing bad. They, they ran into San Francisco. San Francisco, again, improves to the 4-0. They're 35-16 winners over the Cardinals. Chargers beat the Raiders. The Raiders cannot win 
games on the road. 24-17, the Steelers. And we're going to give Mark Mancini a big hard time about this tomorrow. The Steelers are no good. They lost 30-6. to to the tech, that was that was the shocker of the day. Thirty to six. Steelers didn't even show up, and the Steelers never not show up. Mike Tomlin never comes with a team that's unprepared. The game of the day, or the supposed what was going to be the game of the day, possibly the game of the year. You know, they they were hyping this up. The Bills and the Dolphins. A week after the Dolphins hang seventy on Denver, they get nearly fifty put up against them on, on by the Bills. The Dolphins lose 48-20. to 20. The Dolphins better get their defense straight now. Listen, we know they have plenty of offense. They better get that defense straight now because you're not going to win giving up points like this in the playoffs. It's just not going to happen. The Eagles, the Eagles survive a scare from the Commanders, and the Commanders are better than I think any of us thought. They, you know, Tough loss for them, 34-31, the final there. And the Bengals, listen, the Bengals are just not, they don't have it this year. I don't know what's going on with their offense. I don't know what it is. But the Bengals, again, can't even score a touchdown. They lose 27-3 in Tennessee. The Vikings get a win. The Browns get blown out by the Ravens, by the old Browns, right? The Ravens are the Browns. The Browns are the Ravens. And it's 28-3. The Ravens win there. So that was you know, quick around the league. A pretty wild day in the NFL. And it closes out tonight. So that, that, that's pretty much it for today. Um, we did want to leave you sad news today from the world of baseball. Tim Wakefield, of course, Tim Wakefield, Yankee fans, you know him well. Pitched for the Pirates, revitalized his career with a, a knuckleball, a great knuckleballer. 200 wins in the major leagues. We found out just last weekend because Kurt Schilling, who, let's face it, is a piece of shit in everything he, he does in life told everybody without the family's knowledge, without the family's blessing of him telling America that Tim Wakefield had brain cancer. Well, he died last night, 57 years old. Terrible story. From all accounts, and a great guy. Gave up the home run to Aaron Boone. Of course, famously in Game 7 in the, what, 12th, 13th inning of Game 7. But was a great knuckleball pitcher 200 wins not a hall of famer but 57 years old he's dead of brain cancer so i mean i and like 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 listen kurt, kurt schilling's got to just get, go away like what a jerk he came out and said he said it in a podcast interview oh yeah by the way uh, wakefield has brain cancer and the family's like we we wanted to keep this private well a week later he's dead so I hope you feel good good about yourself, Kurt Schilling, when you're in the voting booth voting for, you know, Trump. Just know that yeah, even even for a, a lunatic Republican, you're an asshole in everything he does. And that's why he's not in the Hall of Fame. That's why he'll never be in the Hall of Fame. I think the Phillies should, should tear his, his jersey down from the rafters. He's just a bad guy. And to do that and have this guy die a week later... You know, it shouldn't be about Kurt Schilling, and, and you don't want to make it about him. But only fifty-seven years old, the, the the you know the condolences are pouring in. You see him online, and and it's only good stuff being said. Tim Wakefield was a, a hell of a guy, apparently, and he was a hell of a pitcher, two-time World Series champion, 
So rest in peace, Tim Wakefield. So that uh, that does it for us here today. I want to thank everybody for watching or for listening. This is uh, listening. This is an audio only vehicle here today. Uh, we got the giant sign. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the Toy Story game. We'll talk to you tomorrow. From the Brian Gunzel Studio, I'm Bob Walters. Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.